0: Welcome to the Hot Lava Podcast. I'm Kevin Acey. I'm in Peoria, Arizona. My boss, Jay Posner,
1: back there in uh, San Diego. We just switched screens. Jay, how are you? I'm doing well, Kevin. You're you're out of the media room because I know they're playing tonight. People watching on uh, Facebook here are getting to enjoy your one of your last, what, three or four days in yep, uh, yep. the palatial Peoria suite where... You've been ensconced for the last—I don't—five weeks, six weeks. What are we up to now?
0: Five weeks. Uh, when I'm all done, it'll be 37 nights, and I know that because I just got the hotel bill for the first 30. Um, as much as I've stayed in hotels, I've never been in one for longer than 30 days. I didn't realize they send you a bill, you know, after 30. They're not willing to like trust your credit card past 30 days, evidently. So. That's what
1: uh, I, I was actually in one when we were redoing uh, our house. I was in one for 55, 55 straight nights. Ooh i I want to say we actually got billed, we might have gotten billed each week. I think you're you must be more trustworthy uh than my yeah, wife. It's, the, I, it's the
0: corporate, it's the corporate MX <laughs> that, that does
1: it. Now, I that bet you that your
0: place, let's let's show, do this. Show. Listen. Yeah, uh, I bet your place was bigger than this. All right, here's my living room. Okay. Are we are we seeing my living room? I'm seeing a and couch. Here's my bedroom. Bag. Yep. Okay. All right. And uh There's the restroom. Nice shower. Nice shower. Water gets all over the floor. And then there's my kitchen right there. (laughs) Um, Don't spend a whole lot of time here, but uh, I'll tell you, it's plenty. Uh, Whipping
1: up up some fancy meals there uh, for you? Are you kidding?
0: Well, I would show you, but now I'm pretty much down because I've only got a few days left. I'm down to basically oatmeal and granola. Uh, I'd show you the refrigerator, but it's yogurt. That's about it. Um, so it's
1: not. So it's not like when when Sanders was down there and you and you were whipping up gourmet meals uh, uh, for the two of you to to keep him out of In and Out and Del Taco. As you know, Jay, I
0: I, I go out a little bit uh, to. Uh, you know, yeah, I've seen
1: look, I've seen your expense accounts.
0: So like uh, you know wings. Uh, I did my expense account last week. I had to face a hard truth about myself. I've actually eaten pretty well. I want you to know that my side is always broccoli. There was a point where five straight meals were at Cracker Barrel. Uh, and I needed to reevaluate where I was going with my life. Absolutely. Um, so here we are. It is Friday as we tape this, and we're, we're six days before opening day. And we'll have another pod before then as we preview the season and the uh, Diamondback series that'll start that for at Petco Park. Jay, I, I think the big story for the Padres here in the last few days. I mean, I could, you know, wax poetic about the, the uh, bench spot that I've been so uh, enthralled with, but it's really injuries and who's going to be ready. And it starts in the bullpen. Um, and there are some other things, but I think that the best way to maybe get into that is, is maybe the, go down the roster. I mean, what do you think? We go position by position.
1: Yeah. I, I think that's a good place to, to yeah. start. I mean, I think we know, We know who's going to be in the outfield, or a couple positions, I guess. You want to start out there?
0: We know that it's uh, left to right, Fam Grisham, and there we go. Okay, I can stop on the first injury. Uh, Trent Grisham has been trending toward being in games, and I would be surprised if he's not by, say, Sunday. Uh, Give him a couple days, days, Sunday, Monday. He's been tracking pitches for over a week. Strain to that hamstring, came out on March 11th. They have. um, I'm not sure they would have gone much faster in the season, um, unless it was like the end of the season. But right. they've they've slow played it, obviously, and smartly. A long way to go. And if he were to miss a game or two, which I don't think is going to happen uh, with Trent Grisham, then I think that, uh, that that would be okay. They do have uh, a few outfielders. So Trent Grisham in
1: I, center, Will Myers in right. The one thing about Grisham is obviously I would not think that he would be in the lineup for like seven straight. I, I think they play seven straight before that one-off day. Uh, you'd have to think that he would miss – maybe one or two of those games you wouldn't i mean would you would you just go i don't think i would go with him every it'll, day right it'll be a question i ask
0: like on the other think, hand that they have slow played him and if he is 100 at this point then yeah. maybe they do but i think that you're probably right that, th- that they don't there's really not a reason to do that uh <laughs> there are as we've heard many times 162 games in this season yeah uh so
1: that's a that's a really good point and it's on and my if list. he's Dr. continually if he doesn't play, are we looking at Tommy Pham in center and Profar in left, or are we looking at Profar in center or Jorge Mateo in center? Where what do you think is, is most likely or are all of those options? So
0: I do think that Jorge Mateo will be the last bench spot and I'll tell you why it's the last in a little bit. Once we get Mm -hmm. to the infield, uh, to your question, I think as as difficult as it may have been for us to all believe at the beginning of spring that Tommy Pham would be the center fielder. They like the, he's obviously got the, the speed. He might not be the fielder that jerks Profar is. He might not have jerks and arm for that matter, though I can tell you from watching practice, um, Tommy Pham's arm is is back. He has made some really good throws, uh, mm-hmm. and he really gets that body behind it. and And whereas I would have been like last year, are you kidding me? Put me out in center, and I got tennis shoulder. Um, you know, but but uh, Tommy Pham, I believe they love the way that. He directs the outfielders, the guy just, you know, leads baseball, and they think that that's where he will, will play. So then I think you'd have pro Far and left, which he showed last year, can be pretty darn good over there. Mm-hmm. So I think that's that's how it would be. Um, and then we get into the infield. Hasan Kim's going to make the team. There's There really hasn't been any doubt about that the whole time, and I've, I've written about it quite a bit. We've talked about it here. Um what your eyes tell you is he's not ready to play uh, on a championship contender in the major leagues. Um, They're giving him $7 million a year. They do see things that they like. Mm -hmm. Uh, The other day I saw him hit a 93 mile an hour fastball for a single. I can't tell you for sure that that was the hardest pitch that he's actually made good contact on, but it may well have been. You didn't see too many pitches, even that fast, which is slow in the major leagues uh, in the KBO. So, I mean, there's a lot of work for him to do, but there's a lot of promise there. And and no matter what they say, let's not forget they're paying him $7 bucks. And his contract says a lot of people think he can't be sent to the minors. His contract says he makes big league bucks in the minors. It's okay. not that he can't be sent to the minors, right. but they would be paying him that to be at the alternate site and then in AAA. And he may well end up being there. This is a championship contender, we hear and and. You know, we see.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So at some point, they may have to make a decision, but Hassan Kim's going to make the roster. If uh, you're this far into the Hot Lava podcast, you know who the infielders are. Do we really have to say who the four, four starting infielders right. are? Right. We get to the interesting part. It's the catchers. Now, I thought Jeff Sanders did a magnificent job on his roster the other day. And uh, it's on it's online at uh, SDUT. Isn't that what it's called? No, it's Union Trib, isn't it? UnionTrib.com.
1: diegouniontribune.com.
0: Are oh, we gonna yes. write all that to get there? I all just that, do a link all at the that. top. Well, here, put make a bookmark like I have,
1: people. Yeah.
0: Um. So <laughs> that's hopefully, a every,
1: hopefully everyone who's on this is is already a regular on the on the website.
0: <laughs> um. So he has Victor Caratini, given and Jorge or and Luis Campusano uh, mm-hmm. because you know through the various reporting that he and I have done, he believed, and it was his roster, that, uh, that Austin Nola will not be ready. I tend to agree with him uh, based on the things that Tingler said and the uh, things that other people have said not on the record. Um, that, you know, they got a long way to go. While the bone is healing, there's nothing wrong with taking a few days to give Austin Nola a chance to get completely healed. And, right. I mean, a catcher, for goodness sake, your primary catcher starting the season at less than 100%. It just doesn't make sense because pretty soon he's not going to be at 100%, and it's a battle of you know against his body throughout the season. So I tend to think that it will be Victor Caratini and Luis Campusano, maybe maybe a few games,
1: maybe the first homestand. Mm-hmm. So there you go
0: and how much I,
1: I haven't I haven't looked in at this how much has caratini like how many games in a row has he played has he been a guy who has has been a starter for the better part of a week or two weeks or yes, is he strictly a guy who's been in there one or two games then he's gone one or two games then he's gone
0: one or two games and then he's gone mm-hmm. one time in his career, more than three games. And he went four games that time. So
1: that's it. Okay. And he won't be asked to do that well, here. Right. Before, but, I was going to say three or four games here. Play, You know, he could play the first three, take one off, play the next three. Take, I mean, uh, you know, you're, you're I'll say this. looking at a catchers to go every game every week anyway.
0: They've done it from the start, and you can dismiss a lot of what Jace Stingler says. And I've got a story going on him tomorrow about this guy and his fundamentals and his preparedness. You can dismiss a lot of what he says. He lapses into cliches. A lot of it, you know, as a someone who's been doing this for 30 years, you roll your eyes as he's saying this again, and then he gets you because there's cliches or cliches for a reason because they're true. They have made sure that all the catchers have worked with all the pitchers, and it has been painful sometimes as Luis Cambusano has learned how to, you know, deal with pitchers to know what they want to throw. But Luis Cambusano has caught all these guys. And in particular, he's caught Joe Musgrove a few times. And so they've got their catchers as ready as they can be. Mm-hmm. We are a foul tip away from catcher catastrophe. I don't like to use the word catastrophe or disaster with uh, you know, in sports because they're not really, but catcher catastrophe. Because last night, Victor Caratini took a foul ball off of his throwing hand, and you're like, Oh, my gosh. I mean, Webster Rebus is a guy who has been hanging around this organization forever. He's a great guy. They love having him working with pitchers in AAA and in spring training. But you were seconds away from Webster Rebus being on the roster for opening day. Um, You know, again, not a disaster over the long haul, but that's not what you want. But Victor Caratini, they did all the tests last night, strength tests and stuff, and he's fine. But that just lets you know the perilous nature of what you're, what's happening here when right. your number one pitcher already has a fractured middle finger on his catching hand. So uh, so there's the, the situation so with, the
1: with all of them. So what's the bench then? We've got, we've got Profar on the bench. Profar, and got, Kim, and Mateo. And Kim and Camposano. And Mateo yes. is your last guy. And why is Mateo your last guy? The extra versatility
0: he gets you um, and the speed that he brings you. So Brian O'Grady, both of those guys play all three outfield positions. O'Grady then plays first. He's he's a utility player for a reason, and and, and and some of it obviously has to do with offensively, but, you know, a little bit limited defensively. Of course, no slight against him. It's what it is. Not everybody's Manny Machado. Um <clears throat> And so, so is Mateo. To be honest with you, but he also plays second. Came up as a shortstop. Basically, you could put him anywhere but catcher. Mm-hmm. He's limited as well. A lot of his at bats. Now the guy has played more. He leads the team in played appearances. He's gotten hits off major leaguers, but his numbers are really good. And as they are in spring training, it's against guys who won't be pitching in the majors—at least not for good teams during the season. So you know they're bench. Their bench has a potential to be good. Uh, you you can you know if you're here and you're me and you're watching practice and you're watching games and you're you can get all excited and then you realize you get past profile and right. you know I mean <laughs> you're you know you're praying for health as you are yeah. on every contender even the Dodgers you're you're praying for health.
1: And speaking of health, there was obviously a scare earlier this week <laughs> with the three hundred forty million dollars shortstop. Um, how much of a concern is this? given in given his injury history that we've seen over the past couple of years and the idea that now we find out, well, he's kind of been dealing with this all along. How much is how much is he dealing with it? And how much of an issue can this be? Is he still a guy that the Padres think can, and we've talked about numbers before, if if we both think, I believe, you know, if the Padres could get 140 games out of Tatis, in a season that would to me that's a pretty good number 150 obviously would be fantastic but i think even even 140 what's the feeling about is 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 this something that could could keep him down for a while eventually or is it just something that he plays through for the next 10 12 years or 14 years i guess i should say
0: I'm going to vomit on you in a second. Everything I know about the Tatis injury. Uh, first, I want to uh, talk to you about this point here. And you just brought up 140, 150 games. You know what the difference in that could be? Have they locked up? Are they basically locked into that wild card spot, in, you right. know, the last two months of the season? Right. Um, that could be the difference. And let's, we won't talk about that again. until the last two months of the season, but, but like how much as these guys are talking, I mean, they, they punctuate a lot of thoughts with, and we wanna play into October. Mm -hmm. So how much of playing time of their stars and a particularly a guy with an issue, right? And Tatis isn't the only one, has, has to do in August and September with where they're at. Are they fighting for a division title? Wow, are they locked into a wild card spot? are they fighting for a wild card spot that could, you know, and and then obviously their health. All right. So Fernando Tatis left shoulder, so non-throwing shoulder and also his lead shoulder when he's hitting. And so it's not as big of a deal as when he's hitting is when he's say reaching across his body for like a backhand, which was what aggravated it on Tuesday. It kind of pops out or shifts. Now it's not lethal weapon, you know, uh, Mel Gibson banging his uh, shoulder against the wall. It's pops out, pops in right shift is another word that i that i heard um there are, there's concern look last year i would see him with this protective tape on his shoulder when mm-hmm. he's out there because you know how the kids are and guys like me buffing everything we like to wear the cut shirts and stuff when we're out there taking bp so kids. Um, okay
1: great okay grandpa <laughs> <laughs> so uh
0: so i saw that and so i'd ask people and listen Keep in mind, before you make judgment about me not being a dogged reporter, at the time that I'm asking, the guy's got a 1,200 OPS, and right. he's, like, leading the majors in home runs. Um, he's playing every day. He ended up playing 59 of 60 games, and I'm told that it's nothing, right? Got a little thing, you know, whatever, little pains, whatever. Fine. Mm-hmm. Light bulb on uh, Tuesday. Yeah. Okay. You know, and Jay Singler says this has been a, a recurring <laughs> thing. It is something. That could at some point, my understanding, get aggravated enough that Fernando Tatis Jr. has to rest for a long time. Mm-hmm. Or after this season, maybe gets it worked on. Could be a labral issue. Uh, at this point, I haven't got anybody to tell me that. Um, so, But be, these are the things that I'm understanding are, are possibilities. So it's, it's not something to be terribly alarmed about. But look, I felt before this that, you're watching Fernando Tatis Jr. The way he plays, as important as he is to this team, on the field way above everything else, but mm-hmm. energy and all that and you're watching him every time going alright buddy, make the play but stay cool if you're a, if you're a Padres fan, right? Yep. Stay healthy, you're, you're worried. There he goes throwing himself around again and um, you know, Jay Stingler said we have talked to him, we will continue to talk to him. Things like maybe sliding feet first. Huh, there's an idea. Uh, now, he has those incredible slides that make him the player he is. It, it's just we're going to have to watch it is really the bottom line.
1: Right. Like they're okay. going
0: to have to watch it. And yeah. we'll just watch along.
1: Pitching. Um, All Rotate, right, man. Rotation seems set. Obviously, we're not going to see Nelson Lamette for two, three weeks. So. Yeah, I'm thinking three. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we've got you, Darvish, pitching the opener. Blake Snell pitching the second game. Uh, who's The way it going- lines up. Yeah, there you three go.
0: and Attic four. Yep, and it certainly seems Adrian Morahone is the fifth starter. Right. Look, he threw 69 pitches the other night. Um, if this kid can do like he did, what was it? It was the last two outs of the first inning. Six pitches, strikeouts. If this kid cannot fall behind, get to three mm-hmm. balls every count, wow, that's a really good number five starter. That's a capital if at this point. Right. 22 years old and he hasn't done it yet and you know he was stretched out and in that, look that 69 pitches was three and two-thirds innings um needs to go longer than that they're already concerned we've been over this right jay stop me if i've said it blake snell is a five and a third inning guy in his history can he work up beyond that yes that's the plan joe musgrove threw 40 innings last year through 170 innings once um C- chris paddock threw 140 innings uh, in his uh, rookie year uh They've got concerns about how long their starting pitchers can go because of the jump from 60 to 162. And in any season, if you've got starting pitchers who aren't regularly giving you quality starts, every once in a while giving you seven, eight, okay. And I don't remember the last time the Padres had a complete game. Yes, I do. It was Clayton Richard. Uh, but <laughs> you know, ah, last from the past, uh, you're going to kill your bullpen. And the Padres have, is a segue. It's called the segue. The Padres have, Questions about their bullpen. They have guys with injury histories. They have guys who are injured right now who may or may not be ready for the start of the season. Uh, this is, this is a really, this is the thing for me, the pitching and, and Oh, okay. You mean pitching is important. This is the real question for the Padres going into a highly anticipated season. So talk
1: about the bullpen who, who's healthy. Who's not. Well, I got to say like that it Emil- I- sounds like Emilio Pagan is a, is one of the guys that's ready to go.
0: Emilio Pagan's ready to go. Mark Melanson, and Craig mm-hmm. Stam and um Ryan Weather's will be on this team is what I'm hearing from everybody and that'll likely be. Again, there is some thought that Adrian Morahone would be best served with you getting 2 to 3 innings out of him two or even three times a week. Now obviously not, you know, 3 innings 3 times a week, but right. getting length out of the bullpen from Adrian Morahone multiple times would serve the Padres well. But they think that, or the people that I'm talking to um, who are involved in the conversations uh, believe that Ryan Weathers will fill that role. Now there could be another guy who fills that role too, if, uh, whether it's they start to stretch out Nabel Chris Matt, um, who I believe will be on this team. Um, Austin Adams threw a live BP. Now it was 15 pitches. That's it. It was cut there. And, looked really good through all his pitches. We need to see him in a game or two. So that means like today and Monday before we know whether Austin Adams can be a part of this bullpen. Um, Keone Kella, heck of a spring. Look, there's a guy with some injury concerns who hasn't thrown right. a lot, right? I mean, uh, Tim Hill has had a fantastic spring. Uh, there are some really good pitchers in this bullpen, but there are some questions because Javi Guerra is uh, not ready, and I'm not sure that he will be. Um Dan Altavilla has not had a good spring uh, at all. Uh, by the way, I just went down and listed for you, and I'm sorry that I didn't get to uh, our producer, John, uh, a graphic quick enough that we could have it up here, but I just went down all the guys who I think are going to be in the bullpen. That leaves the idea that Dan Altavilla and Taylor Williams will be subject to waivers um, right. and, well, and you because they mention, have no
1: options left. Right, and you didn't even mention Pomerantz and Pierce Johnson, who, okay. when health, when healthy – Obviously, are two of the key members of the bullpen. Are both those guys going to be on the on the roster opening day? There
0: is more certainty about Drew Pomeranz, who has thrown I
1: think like three bullpens
0: now, and and really was playing catch a long time, even though he hasn't uh, pitched uh, in uh, since March seventh because of forearm tightness. Um, There's more positivity about him, certainty, I should say, about mm-hmm. him being ready Then Pierce Johnson, who had the groin strain, I think it was March 17th, that, that was the last time he pitched. He's done a couple bullpens, but don't have him scheduled to go in a game. And it's, you know, going to come down to uh, the end for whether Pierce Johnson will be in the bullpen. So good catch by you. Uh, so, I mean, those are, that's why I say I knew that I was saying like, hey, there's a lot of questions here. I'm like, I haven't mentioned a couple questions. And <laughs> Pomeranz and Pierce Johnson are pretty big ones.
1: Well, and we're looking at, at what, eight relievers?
0: That- I think we're, we're looking at nine relievers. We're looking at nine relievers. We just went with the three guys on the bench and the two catchers.
1: That's four so, guys on the bench.
0: I'm sorry. We went with the four guys on the bench. And so
1: you have your you have 12, eight, four. you have 14, Fourteen, so nine relievers. Thank okay, you. so so we've got I've, – I've got my little pad here because I don't want to yeah. lose track. We've got Chris Matt and Hill and Weathers and Melanson. And Pagan and Pomerantz—that's six guys right there. Um, Stannon,
0: Kella, and, and Adams.
1: Okay, I was going to say I thought that it was interesting that Jeff's roster, deal the other day when he first filed it, did not have Austin Adams on there, and then I noticed when he, re- when he refiled that he did have Austin Adams because of uh, that live BP that he threw. Right, and so that when if you have those nine guys, then you're leaving off you're leaving off Pierce Johnson because he's hurt. You're leaving that awful. is that, at this As point, not As feeling,
0: not feeling really good about that. And again, I don't know that people understood this because maybe, I don't know, maybe he just got lost in the shuffle, but Pierce Johnson was hugely important to them last year. Absolutely. And, and so we're talking whether that's the sixth, more likely the seventh and the eighth. If he's not again, a hundred percent when bull, I mean, after a catcher, relievers man they are just battling their bodies all year and so if he's not ready to go 100 i don't think he's gonna be on the roster
1: no that makes um that makes sense and then you've also and that leaves altavilla uh off at least taylor williams off uh leaves match on the injured list Javier on the injured list um i don't think i'm missing anybody else I oh, have God. that
0: written somewhere. The guys on the I'm injured not. list. It's a it's a fairly lengthy uh, deal. But you you touched on the guys that uh, where we go into spring and the Padres are hoping that they're on there and they would be in great additions. Uh, Gara obviously, you got his command uh, right. Matt Strom for sure, probably been their most dependable reliever. Uh, you know, in a lot of ways over the past three seasons. Um, but Strom, my understanding, well, Baez, is-
1: Michelle uh, Bios is the other guy. Man, they're so
0: high on him and his results have been poor, but he's working on so long term they believe that this uh, arm change where he's keeping his arm his, his delivery is shorter. Uh, they believe long term that's gonna make Michelle Baez the best pitcher that he can be, uh, which is either a really super reliever or a starter. Short term, he's having a little trouble with
1: the command. So, so, there, so does Michelle he go Baez. to the alternate side and wait for yep. somebody to come up lame, basically? Uh,
0: And you know, and and, you know, get some work and have it clean. It it comes in, and you know, he is what he was for time in 2019. That's the hope.
1: So, uh,
0: a lot of
1: questions. And we didn't even talk about Mackenzie Gore, who it sounds like will not be on the roster at the start, but uh, (laughs) that leaves them. We, you know, we've talked before about you're going to need probably 10 guys to start games during the year. We've got, got five to start with, and you don't, and you haven't. You haven't started Lamette, You haven't started Weathers. You haven't started Gore. You know that's eight. Uh, that's eight right there. Bias could probably start if they, uh, you know, if they wanted. So I think we're going to end up seeing all those guys at, at some point. Uh, we
0: focus, in- and it's, it's funny because there's 162 games. Like it's like it's it's six months, right? The 26 weeks or something. We focus on opening day. It's yeah. huge, right?
1: Yeah, it's one game. <laughs>
0: Dude, I think it's been the last couple of years. We haven't gone more than two days before there's a, a roster move. <laughs> so uh, that's exactly what's going to happen. And, and I do see Gore on here soon. They need to see more consistency from Gore. The The last outing was, it really was, it was really good. Uh, Castellanos hit a, hit a a bomb off him. Uh, I think were, he gave up two hits. I will say the Reds are, have some good hitters. They're not a good hitting team. They, they let Mackenzie Gore off the hook a little bit. See, these are the things that coaches and, and, and uh, the front office and Jace Tingler and Larry Rothschild look at is, man, Mackenzie Gore got himself out of some trouble. Mackenzie Gore threw more strikes. He was around the zone. These are all positives. He wasn't facing the Dodgers, okay? He wasn't facing the Braves. He wasn't facing really good hitters who were going to force him to throw more pitches. Right. Uh, in the first inning, he started with two balls, out, out, out. Three pitches. He was out of the, out of the inning in five pitches. That's huge. Now, right. like I said, it was his best outing by far. He they see another one of those uh, maybe on Monday or something, then, okay, I don't know, still don't think he's on the roster at the start, but we're going to see him against Igor sooner than later.
1: Well, and I, I think it's it's easy to forget that, you know, he hasn't pitched in a year. Like well, I mean, a year and a half, basically. I mean, August – because I don't even think he, he didn't finish that. They shut him down in August of 19. So he really hasn't pitched in games that matter it's- since since August of 19. It doesn't seem right. like it's the worst thing in the world. That, and it, unfortunately, you can't go pitch in AAA games for another month either uh, because of how messed up things are. But, but uh, it does seem like I think they can set up alternate site games Maybe they can go do that against the Dodgers and the Angels and play uh, play a couple games against teams like that, and that that would be where you'd want to see Mackenzie Gore, you know, pitch in a game like that.
0: That's why uh, they're going to be in Arizona, uh, even though it you know require a, a flight, uh, and so that for their alternate site, right? Um, they can also have a taxi squad and have guys close. But um, the analogy I'm going to make because you make an excellent point. Is not, it's not apples to apples. It's a position player different than a pitcher, uh, you know, hitting different than pitching. But everything I hear about Mackenzie Gore and everything I have seen is what a competitor he is. And sometimes, hey, you can be a competitor 724, 365. Sometimes you need a game to be a competitor. Right. right. You need to lock in. You know who I think might have struggled with a year off and the alternate site, based on what I have seen and heard Manny Machado Manny Machado he works his butt off I always feel like I need to say that I see it with my eyes but this guy's a gamer did you see what happened when the Padres got to 15 games out in 2019
1: yeah, okay. we all saw we all did saw see what
0: did you see what happened early in the season did you see what happened last season right. Manny Machado is a gamer say what you will that's kind of the guy you want, but I, I can envision that Manny Machado might not have been entirely, uh, whatever, engaged, might not have risen to his exceptional talent at an alternate site, sort of, which is what I've heard about Mackenzie Gore. Mm-hmm. So great point, Jay. Gosh, you were full of them today. Oh, as
1: were you, Kevin, this was great, wasn't it? You... It's was
0: the best 29 minutes and 43, 44 <laughs> seconds I've ever spent. Um
1: Especially Jay? at a, at some Marriott property in the middle of the desert, where you can't wait to get out of there and get home. How would
0: you know I was at a Marriott?
1: <laughs> You're a sports rider, Where else would you be? Oh, is there another chain? I know oh. how. I know how this. Uh, I know how this works. So, anyway, enjoy your final weekend there. Have a safe drive back uh, across Damn. the uh, mountains in the desert, and we'll look forward to talking to you probably on Wednesday, uh, and we'll do our little season preview, maybe. And, uh, and by this time next week, we'll be into the season. Be a lot of fun.
0: There'll be by this time next season. There'll be 161 games from going 162
1: and 0. All right. right. We'll <laughs> talk to you
0: later. Thank Thanks you guys so everyone. much.